0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at bethesdacog.org. Would you stand with me, please, all over this building? Amen. There's a solemnness that happens end of the year, the beginning of a new year um, when people are doing soul searching and um, I hope that today the Holy Spirit will arrest every person in this building Uh, every one of us I, I want I want to go to a new level at Bethesda Church of God I want to see God do something that he's never done before here uh, in fact I I want him to have his total and complete way with us with us there's something that happens when God's people get in one mind and one accord, there's something that happens. And I am not sure that we understand fully the potential that we have if we will go to the next level with him and give ourselves totally and completely away to him. This morning... I want to continue on my message on excellence. And the word of God tells us in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 12, I started this sermon two weeks ago. I preached on excellence and then I preached on the excellent gift, but I want to at least uh, attempt to finish up on excellence and I've called it excellence part two and the scripture is for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar. Daniel didn't have to walk around and tell people I'm excellent. People recognized his excellence. And I'm asking you to take it as serious as anything this pastor has ever asked you to do. I'm asking you to take it seriously to strive for excellence in your personal life, in your family, in your business life, and in the church, anything that we do for God. Father God, I'm asking now that you would point us in the right direction through the power of the Holy Spirit. Guide us and direct us in this message, and let us only say the things that are pleasing in your sight, food for our souls, and a life-changing experience, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. <clears throat> now when I uh, started on this sermon I was talking about the definition of excellence and it is the quality of being outstanding or extremely good superior supreme and and, and so excellence must be our standard I want everyone to say that. Excellence must be our standard. I want you to say that again. Get it in your heart. One more time, I want us to believe it. Nothing shy of that. Nothing shy of that. Anything less than that, I hope that you're frustrated with yourself. Anything less than excellence. Now, In baseball, you can make the Hall of Fame striking out two out of three times. There's many things that we hold in high regard. You can be a world champion boxer and miss your mark time and again, but you only have to hit it once. And then you become champion but we're not boxing and we're not playing baseball. And I don't want us to feel like, Hey, it's okay to miss two out of three times. I don't want it to feel like that any old way is okay. Any old thing is okay. Uh, whatever I do, I'm not as good as this one. So I'm not going to even try because I can't meet up to their standard. No, our standard for ourselves must be excellence now Daniel was found Uh, he was taken away captive uh, into captivity he and other young men and and then in Daniel chapter 1 verse 9 something happened here now God had brought Daniel now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. See, our job is just to serve God and excellence must be our standard. Now, if you read the book of Daniel, you're gonna find out that Daniel had a very high standard that he refused to, to back off on. He was going to do things in excellence, but God brought him into favor. There's many people who are trying to get ahead in life. They're trying to uh, get that new promotion, get that next level, do, do something bigger than they've ever done. And they're trying to lean on their own understanding when I must tell you that God is the one that promotes and God is the one who brings us into favor and God is the one who will help you to achieve your goals. The Word of God says to uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It also lets us know that seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God will bring favor. God will kiss you with favor. Now, I just wanna tell you, I'm bragging on God. But I, I, I will tell you, I've had people come to me and say, you're the luckiest human being I have ever seen. And I tell them, I'm not lucky. I am walking in divine favor, amen. I want you to know I'm just a human being like you are, but God gave me and you the opportunity to walk in his favor, and we can do it. We can do it in excellence, and that must be our standard that we accept nothing less than that. Now, when your heart is right with God, your countenance will be different. Come on. When your heart is right with God and you're operating in excellence, your countenance will be different. I hope there's no one that I'm preaching to that when someone sees you coming toward them in the mall that they duck into a store that they don't even like because they're thinking, man, I don't wanna get tied up with that negative person. I don't wanna get tied up with that whining, griping, complaining person. Come on. And you know some people like that. Amen? Yet still they profess to be Christians. I just want to tell you, if your life is miserable, you probably need to check what's happening on the inside because every day should not be miserable. Oh, come on now. The Bible says that Job, in all that he went through, did not falsely accused God he he didn't do make railing accusations against God he kept the victory even though things were going bad now i must tell you there are days that you feel like you're getting punched from every side but that does not mean that's who you are and that does not have to be your identity come on there's some people that their countenance shows what is really deep in their heart? Amen. I, I I just don't want someone singing to me. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy. Joy. There's no one believes that junk. I don't want someone telling me. Everything in life is going bad, but praise God, I've got my Jesus. If everything in life is going bad, you need to check up on things, sister, brother. Everything is going bad. Everything. But that's how many people communicate with their countenance that is not excellent. Their countenance says, I'm negative. Their countenance, how they approach It's from a negative viewpoint. I like these flowers, but they're not real. I like that piano, but it doesn't have real strings in it. And it doesn't. I I like this brother, but, come on, we're going to shout in a little bit. (laughs) Why Daniel was brought in favor is Daniel didn't look at what he could find bad with everybody. Or what he could find wrong in life. Daniel chose to let his face show what was going on on the inside. Come on. Have you, I, 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 I want to ask you, when's the last time someone looked at you and said, what are you up to? There's no one that happy. How come you're smiling like that? Did you just win the lottery? Come on. What's going on? Did your countenance show that you were blessed and that you were operating in excellence? Nancy Pugh, how, how old are you, Nancy? I hate to point that. 81. 81. Now, I just want to tell you, if you don't want to have a party, don't get near Nancy. If you don't want to hear about the good things of God, don't get near Nancy. If you don't want to dance and shout and praise God, don't get near Nancy. If you don't want to see the bright side of life, don't get near Nancy. Come on. I believe there could be a hurricane and Nancy would find something good in it. And that's why still at 81 years old, she's going into the jails and she's winning people to Jesus Christ. Why? Because she chooses to operate in excellence. Now, here's what happens. In chapter uh, 1, verse 18 through 20. When he was checked, Daniel was... Now, at the end of the days that the king had said he should be uh, bring them in, talking about all these young men, Daniel was the one who said, I'm not going to eat the king's meat because it had been offered to idols. And he said, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to defile myself. I have an excellent standard. And nothing, I'm not going to bring myself below that. And so... He is now being brought in before the king. And the king is going to look over all these young men that have been taken captive. Now's the time of the test. And Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, they were the only ones who said, we're not going to do that. And here was the report. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, should they stood they before the king, and listen to this. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. In other words, he found them operating in excellence. Well, I just, uh, not long ago, I was at a conference and, and a guy was up talking and he said, I found that I couldn't win my friend's And they weren't coming to church with me. And so I decided to just go to the bars with them. And so he started what he called a ministry, Faith, Hope, and Beer. He said, I couldn't influence them, so I went to where they were. And he's bragging about it. I just want to tell you, he wouldn't have been one of these that stood before the king because he compromised. I just want to tell you, you don't have to compromise. You don't have to get in the junk of this world. You don't have to go back down to the cesspool. Come on now. You don't have to go to where they are. Pull them up out of where they are and get them to a life of excellence. That's what God has called you and I to, a life of excellence. Excellence in all that we do. Now. It goes on to tell us that the king dreamed a dream. And all the magicians and the sorcerers and and the wise astrologers, men, even other Israelites could not interpret the dream. So the king brings in his paid advisors. These people are supposed to be the smartest. But what they didn't have was the excellent spirit that Daniel had. The reason Daniel had my Lord God. The reason Daniel had an excellent spirit is because he had God. See, there's people that they'll listen to our music, and they'll listen to our teaching, and they'll listen to our preaching, and they, they say, oh, y'all just have something special. And I feel like that we do. But what they don't understand is that there is an anointing that is operating. There is a power that is operating. It's not just a person singing or preaching or teaching. It's the anointing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost that that's what brings it to the excellent level. Come on. Listen, we can, we can dig and, and bring all the depth that we want of the scriptures, but if it doesn't come forth with anointing, it becomes nothing more than a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. It has no effect like it could because it's not powered By the anointing, if you're gonna operate in excellence, you must have a God spirit within you. Now, the problem was the king could not remember the dream. He said, I want you to interpret the dream. Now, how ridiculous is that? Can you just imagine me walking up to Josh here and say, Josh, I dreamed last night a dream. Tell me what it was. Now, let me make it more interesting. Josh I dreamed a dream last night. I don't remember it. If you don't tell me what it is, I'm going to kill you Okay, but the king was serious He said if y'all don't tell me what I dreamed and the interpretation I'm going to kill every one of you I'm gonna kill all the astrologers the magicians. I'm gonna kill Daniel The three Hebrew boys, all the Chaldeans that came in, I'm gonna wipe y'all out because you're a bunch of frauds. My Lord, what would happen in America and in our world today if all the people who really profess to be Christians had to bring forth some evidence of it? Ah. Come on now, y'all are getting the point now. Yeah, we've got a lot of people, I'm a Christian, but they're still doing the same junk they were before they got saved. Come on, I'm a Christian, but you're still talking mean to your wife and treating her like dirt. No, 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 you're not a Christian. Come on now, don't get quiet on me now. If you treat your wife like dirt, you're not a Christian. Let me say that again. If you treat your wife like dirt, you're not a Christian. Christ wouldn't, don't put Christ's name on that. If you treat your husband like dirt, you're not a Christian. Well, you're judging me, yes I am. And I don't apologize for it. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them, come on. If you treat your children like dirt, you treat your children bad. That's not the way Christ would do it. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for such is the kingdom of heaven. That's not an excellent spirit when you're treating your children bad. Come on. It's not an excellent spirit when you treat your neighbor bad. It's not an excellent spirit when you flip someone off or curse them and say, well, they just made me mad. That's not an excellent spirit. It will come home. It will eat at you like a cancer. It will destroy your spirit. That is not what we're here to do. We're here to represent Christ in an excellent spirit. Well, I'm not coming here anymore because you said I wasn't a Christian. They tell me the kick dog is the one that yelps. Uh-huh. Amen. Look here, I'm preaching to me. If I treat my wife wrong, don't put the sacred, beautiful, lovely name of Jesus Christ on me if I can't treat my wife right. Amen. Amen. Some of you men, having passionately kissed your wife in so long, she would faint if you did it now. Come on. Some of you, yeah. Some of you, if you walked up and said, honey, I just want some time with me and you. We're gonna go out, it's me and you, baby. she would get a private investigator to find out what you did. Come on now. Huh? It's time for us to be excellent husbands, excellent wives, excellent sons, excellent daughters, excellent employees, whatever we do to do it in excellence unto the Lord. I don't want the world to be able to point a finger and say, if that is a Christian, I don't want anything to do with Christianity. I want them to say, if I'm ever going to give my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to be like that one, like that one, like that one, like that one, like that one. They are the real deal. They operate in excellence. Amen. So what happened, Daniel he now gets the boys together, the three Hebrew boys, they do a prayer meeting because Daniel didn't have the ability within himself but he had an excellent God and he started praying and God revealed the dream to Daniel. Now Daniel, he, he came in in chapter two and Daniel gave credit to God. When he stood before the king, he didn't walk up and say, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty smart. Yeah, I've got a few degrees here and, you know, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm one of those that you found favor with a little bit earlier. Um, I'm all that in a bag of chips. No, he said, there's a God I serve. There's a God I serve, that's why I have this ability. It wasn't because I'm so smart, it's because my God is so smart and I'm just operating on a level that God allows me to operate in. I'm, I, I just heard from him, he's an excellent God and that excellent God is able to decipher things and, and, and dig into things, dig into the unknown. Amen. So he comes before the king. And, and and he starts telling the king what the dream was and what the interpretation was. And here's what happened. You know why Daniel was trying to find the, the dream and the interpretation of the dream is what I told you just a few minutes ago. The king was going to kill him and all the others. He was over there praying for his life. I mean, seriously. God, I haven't done anything wrong and this crazy nut is going to kill us. But God worked through him and because Daniel operated in that excellent spirit and God gave him the interpretation, Daniel was promoted, he was given many great gifts, he was made a ruler over all the governors, over the whole province of Babylon, over all the wise men. Daniel went from just being one of the boys to being the man. You want to get promoted. You want to be recognized, recognize God. Get an excellent spirit and watch how God begins to work in your life. And then Daniel did something else. He recognized or he remembered the three Hebrew boys. Now why I wanted to point that out is it's one thing for me to get a promotion. It's one thing for me to get recognized. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. I gave the interpretation of the dream. Hallelujah. But see, God's blessings, when it gets so good on you, it will affect others. See, come here, Josh. Come here, Howie. Here, come on. Come, Come on. See, Daniel was like this. He was saying, man, God has touched me. Oh, king, I've got some friends I need to tell you about. I can't count. I got four of you out here, but for the sake of time, we'll just... And Daniel said, hey, I got three, Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, and and you named them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was their heathen names, but he said, I, "I I've got some some prayer warriors. They're operating in the same spirit that I'm operating in, and and I want you to look out after my boys also. I want you to take care of them also. Do you hear what I am saying here today? When you get blessed, uh, look here. When you get blessed." Everyone around you that you get near should be blessed because of your blessing. And then Josh goes out and everyone that gets around him should be blessed. Everyone that gets around Howie should be blessed. Everyone that gets around each of these guys, whenever they go out into their community, into their neighborhood, into their workplace, everyone around them ought to get blessed. See, that's how it works. And then they start blessing so much that it it just becomes a big uh, windfall, a a waterfall of blessings because it doesn't start or stop with just one. Thank you. you. See, Daniel could have held all that blessing himself. He could have said, hey, this is good. He could have come back to the three Hebrew boys and said, hey, man, I really appreciate y'all praying. Uh, I really got promoted, guys. This is great. And they would have probably been looking at him when he left and went, that's sorry, scoundrel. We were praying with him just as hard as he was praying just because he's a spokesman. But Daniel didn't leave that. No, he didn't forget. Some people, when they get blessed, they even forget God. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> yes, I did. Some people, when they get blessed, uh, if they get a little bit of money, they can't attend church because they're too busy traveling. There's nothing wrong with travel. I want you to travel. I want you to enjoy the blessings of God. But when you get where you're traveling more than you're worshiping, something's wrong with that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, some people can't, uh, when they get a promotion and they get more money in their wallet, they, they, they make too much money to tithe. Come on, they just forget God. They forget God. Uh, there's, there are those that they have an excellent spirit as long as they think that they're gonna die. When the doctor gives bad news, it's amazing Doctors have an ability to get people to pray better than preachers do All the doctor has to do is say you got something I, I don't know what it is I don't know how I don't know how I'm gonna treat it man. You talking about prayer meeting You'll be there every time. Oh Lord help me God until the doctor says well it wasn't anything and then you forget how to pray You didn't have an excellent spirit You had a scared spirit. An excellent spirit is one like Job that said, though he slay me, yet am I gonna serve him. I'm gonna serve him no matter what comes my way. Good news. I'm not gonna finish this sermon today. But I I want to ask you to consider something When Daniel got promoted, he didn't forget those who were around him. He influenced others. I believe we have the opportunity to have an excellent spirit, an excellent anointing. I believe God wants to use the people of Bethesda Church of God in this coming year, in the gifts and the operations of the spirit on a level that we have never seen, an excellent level. Do we serve an excellent God? Someone say amen. Do we serve a God that is able to heal? Say amen. Do we serve a God that's able to deliver? Say amen. Do we serve a God that's able to supply all of our needs? Say amen. Amen. Do we serve a God that loves us unconditionally? Say amen. Amen. Do we serve a God that does not have respect of persons? Would you say amen? amen? If he is all that and he is, then we today should operate in that excellent spirit that God placed upon Daniel. And God will place it upon you and I today. Operate. Operate in the gifts. Operate in the anointing. Operate in that excellent spirit. Operate in it. This is burning in my spirit like nothing has in years. I want you to hear me in closing. Stand up where I will end. God is calling us to a higher performance level. Now I want to tell you this, and I don't want this to be a downer. But, see, Daniel, because of his anointing, and we'll see it later on, and Daniel, because of his excellent spirit, he encountered problems, but God delivered him out of every one of them. But I want to tell you that you may encounter some rough times because you're operating on a higher level. There's going to be some people who get jealous of your anointing. Come on. Listen, when I walk in the mall, I still hold my wife's hand. I still, I I still put my arm around her. She's my girlfriend. Look here. Here's the deal. Listen to me. I've had people say, ew, man, y'all make me sick. How long y'all been married? Not long enough. What does that have to do with anything? I want to tell you what it has to do with. There will be people who don't like that you're a loving husband. And that you're a loving wife. Because they're living in misery. And look, I feel bad for people who are living in misery. There's some people, you're married to a devil. Come on. You know it. I don't have to call their name. You live with them. I understand it. But don't be jealous of someone else's blessing. And don't be jealous. God, help us today. Don't be jealous if someone has a pocket full of money and you don't. Pray blessings on them. Don't be jealous if someone's riding in a new ride and you're not. Come on. Don't be jealous if someone has a mansion and you have a shack. Don't be jealous if someone's got new clothes and you got rags. Come on. Because there's your day that is going to come. Your day is coming. It's a day of excellence. It's coming. God help us today. It's coming. Your day is coming if you'll walk in excellence. Operate your business in excellence. Someone hear what I'm saying. A business owner needs to hear what I'm preaching to you today. Operate your business in godly excellence and watch God work in your business. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Because the next time it might be you who are driving by in that next shiny new car and you want people to celebrate with you. Come on. Come on now. God wants us to operate on a new level. So here's what I want to do today. I'm going to ask if my altar team would come. I wanna do two things. I wanna give anyone who does not know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. I wanna give you an opportunity to get out of the junk that you're in and start operating in excellence. If you're a sinner, if you've entertained sin in your life, maybe at one point in your life you were living right, but you, you know that you've gone right back into the slop. You know you're not where you ought to be. You know it. I don't have to point you out. The Holy Spirit's already pointed you out. I want you to repent. I want you to say, God, I'm sorry. I am sorry for that. But if you're not a Christian, I want to give you an opportunity to be a Christian. What a terrible thing it would be to know that you could operate in excellence, but you decide to carry home all the junk. You carry home the garbage. So here we go. While every head is bowed, I don't want anyone moving around unless you're moving toward the altar. Father God, right now, help help every person here to be, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit do something now, dear God, that Al Sims can't do. All I can do, Lord, is preach, but I can't change a life. But I'm asking right now that you would let your Holy Spirit prompt them and let them know that they can operate in excellence. That their sins can be forgiven. If you're not a Christian, you know that if you died, you would not go to heaven. You know know you're headed to hell. And you don't want to go to hell. You want to change your life today, I want you to raise your hand up toward heaven. Raise it up. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Right now, in Jesus' name. Raise your hand in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So by that count, it looks like every person in this building is in a right relationship with Christ and I'm glad and I hope. So here's the second part of my altar invitation. I'm going to dismiss the service as it is, but I'm going to ask any person who wants special prayer You don't have to come up and even tell what it is unless you want to. But I don't want you to leave 2018 and enter 2019 in the same condition. If you're carrying baggage, if you don't have an excellent spirit, if you've got hatred, animosity, if you've got habits that you're battling or whatever the case may be or maybe you're battling an illness or sickness and you want prayer we're gonna pray and believe that God will touch and heal and deliver and set free so here's what I'm going to do I'm going to do a an initial dismissal and then I'm gonna ask anyone who wants prayer if, if you'll just come, and I know it, it kind of inconvenient some, but those who want prayer, if you'll just get down the middle aisle. I believe God is going to unload garbage today so that people can operate in an excellent spirit. Father God, for every person... Look this way, everyone look this way. I I want you to hold your hands out like you're getting ready to receive something. There's times as a pastor, I feel compelled to pray. I'm I'm your shepherd and I have, I I, I feel compelled this morning to pray a blessing over you. Hold your hands out like you're getting ready to get a, a load of blessings. Father God, You just prompted me through the Holy Spirit to pray for these wonderful people. Now, dear God, I take the authority as being the shepherd of this church. In obedience to the Holy Spirit, I pray blessings upon these. I pray that you'd bless the marriages, bless the families, those who are single parents, those who are single. I pray blessings upon them also. I pray for those who are down and out and I pray for those who are prosperous. I pray for those who have any kind of garbage. I pray dear Lord right now that they would literally feel it in the spirit that you take the garbage and, and you are lifting it off of their spirit right now. You're, you're removing it out of their life. You're removing it out of their home. You're removing it out of their business. Right now, dear Lord, you are taking the garbage away from them. I pray in Jesus' name that an excellent spirit. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.